was a three-day, it was called 53 days with Christ. The men would go and their wives would go if they were married, but they were not all the actual married. Um, there, you mean all kinds of all these different people come from different backgrounds. You don't know anybody. I knew my brother-in-law who was with me, but um, some people get up there and you know, it's easy to see people and make a judgment. Have you ever done that? I've done it. And they looked up frequently in the hour. And there was one guy that was there, and he had all the stereotypical looks about him that you know would just make you have a have a free judgment about him. He looked rough, and you're just kind of. My my first thought is, I wonder what he's doing. I don't
next one is, I'm willing to submit to authority. God gives us this idea. Jesus even submitted to the Father. I know you said I would have submitted everything he gave to the Father. He changed the this morning. And when a person is unwilling to submit to authority, the Lord of Church, Palmer, you know, relationship is because deep within that person, maybe, maybe they've been burnt from authority, maybe authority abused them in some way. That doesn't make authority bad. Because in the Bible, authority is a beautiful thing. And when we submit to God's authority and authority person, it's a way we can walk in the ways of God. Next one is valuing position over relationship. In other words, we treat people for what, what can you do to me as opposed to loving you for the relationship. Next one is justifying our sin instead of admitting it. Instead of confessing and making excuses for us, we try to be familiar with the Lord's son of God or death, and we start to carry this prayer, something that's kind of wrong, instead of something that's not things that we do to Last speaker, this one, refusing to forgive, is a common problem. In other words, it's actually control because it's a steep cause to control and you refuse to forgive somebody and maybe legitimately be hurt. And that's something that was the first of the pain that needs to be when Paul Christ and he would say, I forgive those who, who did what they did against me. And so I give you the promise to the time that he appeared to forgive others. And these women have expressed people out here fully trust this book over time that forgiveness can be done by releasing them to forgive them because of what you've done for me. The last thing so important, I know that I've done it. I think that my friend is beyond the redemption of God. And that's when we're coming to Christ. The enemy, again, the kind of being defeated where the enemy will see these in different ways and different forms, and sometimes it's a little obvious, sometimes it's subtle, and we have to guard our hearts. But the good one is when we come to know Jesus and to come to the relationship with Christ, sometimes we can think of our promise, and we don't know what I've done, and we've in my past, and maybe we have mistakes and sins in the past that we think are very beyond too big for God. There's nothing too big for God. That's why Paul says, I can forgive that lies behind. And I can move forward in the things that God has to me because of the redemption of Christ is powerful enough. Jesus is bigger than us than we have passed. And He can give us the truth and we can walk in the things of God because of Him. Our sin is not too great for Him. Our sin is not too great for Him. And sometimes when we think it's too big and we find it out when we're feeding the love of God or, or, or walking with the Lord, again, it's just like a promise and a sense of control that something like it's bigger than when we think it's not too big. So as we start here in this place, let's take a look at the concept of pride and humility and see that these two battling forces were built in the very beginning. Pride is a statement and foundation of Christian awesome. Humility is seen clearly in the life of Christ. Pride is the goodness from the enemy. Humility is the cure that Jesus came to rescue from the mother of the world. Listen to this scripture statement from Isaiah 14. This is a Christian of Satan. Satan is, you know, the enemy of the Lord. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about him, but this is the truth. 
He took the whole position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in the form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died upon his death on God. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of my son. Do you want God's elevation or men's elevation? Do you want the praise of men or do you want the acknowledgement of God? And so in faith, humility, God elevated him to the highest honor, giving the name of the Bible to him. And he was a man of Jesus to be ruled by the victory of his death. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And we can look right for the life to come. We can voluntarily bow our knees in humility. This comes to foster the heart of your body. That's why when we talk about it in terms of people being on the knees, it's humility. It's an act of submission. It's an act of understanding that I talk to not only my heart, but my myself understanding that God is higher than me. That's why people, when they say sometimes sitting on their knees, when we talk about raising our hands, and you see people lifting their hands, it's an act of surrender. It's an act of submission. It's an act of humility. It's a posture of heart. But every believer and people that refuse and reject Jesus here, ultimately one day they'll stand before him and we'll all get to come and get every believer back and people will acknowledge that he is the Lord. The hardest of people, the hardest of atheists, the hardest of they will bow their knees to Christ at judgment and they will be reformed. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to take as many people with us as possible. That's why we have this opportunity to spread the good news that the community of the Jews. Pride and the things that are transferred into destruction. Get humility needs to honor. See, if the humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself, that's it. Listen to some of the promises of humble. We're going to get a little bit of from fast, but if you take the notes, you can write these down. But uh, there's promises for the humble, but there's promises for the humble. James 4, to humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift your hands the promises of humility. He will lift you down. Psalm 18, 27, you rescue the humble, but you humiliate the fraud, and you rescue the fraud, and you rescue the fraud, and That's why humility begins with admitting our need for a statement. That's why I believe it's the key to the kingdom of God. When we become a Christian, we begin today, people never put your faith in faith and trust in Christ. We never 
And whatever that is, the realness of Christ, the realness of Jesus, I want to find that. I want to know who. I want to know who he is. I don't want to judge my walk with the Lord about what other people do or don't do, because I think I become very cynical and stupid and I try to be independent. I try to come knowing everything and unteachable. But there's something in this because we just have to the realness, the authenticity of you. That's what we want to think about Christ. And I relate to your hand. We brought you to a place of surrender. I'm getting something to the humility. And you found my step on my knee. God, I want to be the real you. I know other people are broken. I'm supposed to be a church people that's broken with anybody else. I'm going to quote you a little bit. We Christians do the gospel as much as you do the gospel. We continually need the gospel. We continually need the good news. So I rejected that from the end of the month and put myself on a, on a, on a day-to-day decision. The other thing I knew that I reached the mountain of perfection, but it's not God, I am going to follow Jesus all my days. I'm going to follow who he is. I'm going to do it every single day. When it's hard, I'm going to follow Jesus. When it's difficult, I'm going to follow Jesus. When I'm depressed and sad, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to go every day and follow him because I'm going to be the end of the day. It's the truth in that day. A moral behavior of goodness and an And as we walk with each other, comes the prayer on the end of this and humility and contempt. And I encourage you to pray these days and read the most important of these things. Number one is acknowledge the things on Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He wants to do the thing he does. He doesn't really do it. I'm only the promises that you can find. You get the perfect He said, I will not leave you as well. 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 I will not leave you one place for Paul says, give thanks to the Lord for the will of God for you. Remembering what God has done. God, thank you for salvation. Thank you that I could have ended up like this, but you have life for me. I could have been dead. I could have been anywhere else. I could see your hand, how you have led and invited me. And you are not here today by accident. God has brought you here through the power and sovereignty of the Holy Spirit. He has brought you through this place. And you can look back and see God said, even when we were far away from God, there's sometimes a few that protected us and watching out for us. Be thankful for what you've done. I'm often not going to be thankful for the story of 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 the
To get to a place where we can live in constant Christian where I need God to rescue me from that time, and then one time I have a mask, that's beautiful. And we can just push them off the side and we can even forget the crisis and we can move on and, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, we, we feel where people go, oh, I need God, I need this, and, oh, I need Jesus, and I need mass, and my life is in ruin, and I need Jesus, and I need Jesus, and you see people responding to the world. A very dear friend of mine in the local city was so much like that, and he was honest, he was thinking lower person, but he was so frustrated and angry. He's going through all kinds of Turbulence and, and problems in his life, and I talked to him and met with him, and we came into our church, and he was just ready. And I knew that God would help me, help me, help me. And he, a few months down the road, and everything was peaceful again, and he's talking to us. And he thanks God for being out of that. And he's done something, and then suffer all this and stuff. And it's the next place to be ready now. And he's experiencing something that's a different place to be ready. That's the first thing that we can do to be ready in the things that we must do. Lord, we are all here today, and desperately without you, I to live my own way to fail to. And Lord, I pray today for each person that's here at Fair Dawn Day. Whoever's in this room, and there's some of these people here that have never submitted to you, they really have never given their lives to you completely, they've maybe done some religious things, and maybe even in the church and did religious things, but they would push their hearts and say, I'm, I'm not living for the Lord. I, 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 my life is, I'm not living for Him. And my life is, I'm not living for Him completely. And if that's you this morning, I want you to just lift your hand and you can lift it up and you can put it back down. Because I'm faithful to you. So I'm going to bring these things to you. But God, I just want to pray for you. You can keep my hands down. Thank you. Thank you. I want everyone else to just be prepared for them. We pray for them. Maybe there's something that they can lift their hands and come up with a first step to them. From the retail channels, we make them feel like we would. And the rest of the people who would walk with you, they would feel like we would be fine, 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 fine,